asking the right questions will unlock your best life. They are the keys to enjoying more clarity, passion, balance, and confidence. Hi, I'm Todd Parker. And I'm Bridget Sampson. We're certified executive and life coaches, communication professors, trainers, consultants, and most importantly, parents. We're also dear friends who love diving into those deep conversations about life, relationships, family, and careers. All things about being a curious and compassionate human on this planet. So please join us, and we know you'll find something valuable that resonates with wherever you are on your journey. Welcome back to the Right Questions Podcast. This is episode 11. That's right. We've made it past 10 all the way to 11. Bridget, how are you doing today? I am doing well today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think I need to learn from what we're going to talk about today right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because it's, and you're, you're so right. That's, that's, very insightful as you, as you <laughs> typically are. I could certainly learn some things from our discussion too, or I might say it like retread the tire that I already know and constantly need to be reminded of because, you know, this stuff doesn't go out of style. Yes. Well, there's another reason I'm excited. I'm just going to talk about it first, which is it rained recently. Like we don't, as you know, Bridget, but listener, you, we're in Southern California, so we don't get a lot of rain. Yeah. It rained. It rained. I, know, I it looked rained outside and thought, what is that? Wait a minute. What is that? There's water coming out of the sky. Yes. We're, it's very exciting. It's yeah. really nice. We um, need it. Do you know the word for the fresh smell, uh, the smell of fresh rain? I don't. What is it, Todd? Petrichor. Petrichor. Oh, lovely. Petrichor. Yeah, the the word of name. the day. I'll try to fit yeah. that into a conversation and see if it... <laughs> <laughs> draws any attention. That's not a word I, I think is commonly used, but a good one. Thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Smell of fresh rain. So I'm excited. I'm feel, I don't know if petrichory is a word or if I'm making it up now, but I'm feeling all happy because <laughs> I have the smell of fresh rain mm. in my soul. But here's the deal today. And here's why the topic is so central and important. Uh, the topic today is change. And specifically the question that we want to address and that we're going to explore today is how can I build my change resilience? So to put it another way, how can you build your change resilience? All of our coaching, and here's the spirit of where this is coming from. I shouldn't say all. So much of our coaching right now, a significant portion of our clients with both personally and professionally, so executives, life coaching, right? So much of it is around change and makes sense, right? I mean, we're dealing with so much change right now. And we know the saying, okay, you know, the only thing permanent is change. The only thing constant is change, right? If we know that, then we should get comfortable with it. And I would, I would encourage us without shooting on you that we could work and encourage ourselves to get far more comfortable and embrace the changes that are going on, even when they feel uncomfortable and foreign, that um, we could actually be more comfortable on our own skin. And what we want to offer you today is maybe a tool, a resource, and specifically a model that might help you navigate some of that. So what's going on today? Let's just highlight a little bit of it, right? We're going back to the office. At least some of us, some of us are still home. Kids are back in school, maybe at least part-time. We got the days getting longer, warmer weather, vaccines, new variants, kids sports might be happening again. I know it's been happening across the country, but here in California, we're finally getting some kids sports back again. So that's a personal one. But the point is the stressors are either returning or we're finding new ones. So what are we going to do about it? 
Yeah. Good description, Todd. And I could add 50 more things that are changing in my life, but we (laughs) will let our listeners think about what's happening for them. We're sure you can fill in the blanks with many more changes that you're experiencing. And so all of this really presents us with an opportunity to grow, just as we always talk about. It's not necessarily fun or comfortable, as Todd said, but things are going to continue to change. That's the one thing I've learned in life is this is something we need to learn to manage and embrace no matter how uncomfortable it is, right? So today's discussion is an opportunity for you out there, listener. We really want to support you and we recognize all the changes you're managing in your own life. Take this time for yourself. Take a deep breath right now. Slow down. Reflect back on all the changes you have experienced this year, this week probably, right? And take this time to focus on how that has affected you, how you've responded to that, how you might want to be intentional about how you manage and work with and process the changes that are inevitably still coming that we can't even predict right now. So let's take this time together and reflect and learn and build some new skills that will help us moving forward in managing the changes to come. That's it, Bridget, the building of the skills. That's everything that we ourselves are doing and everything that we're talking about constantly and encouraging others towards new skills out of our comfort zone, right into the curd zone, like other podcasts have have talked about. So, okay. And by the way, we like to talk about some of similar things. So out of our comfort zone, into our curd zone, habit forming, right? And even some of the stuff that maybe we talked about in the first podcast around change, we're going to dive deeper into it today. So Here's what we know, and we're talking about habits. Like, we know that habits are leading us somewhere. So what holds us down, what's happening at our core, the practices, those rituals, those actions that lead up to being combined into like the activities that make up our life, hopefully we're engaged in habits and activities that bring us back into alignment or that keep alignment and equilibrium, you know, really as we would like it. How do we stay in control? How do we know that things will be okay over time, that we're going to get there, right? How do we stay hopeful and optimistic even when things may feel chaotic, a little out of control? Maybe not, as I said, as they should be, not as how we pictured them. So what are we, where are we going with this? How, how do we answer this question of how do we build our change resilience? Here's what we're offering you. The first Part of any of this, right, becoming more emotionally intelligent is raising our self-awareness. And for you to really, for I, for anyone to feel comfortable, we might suggest situating yourself in time, in space, understanding what's going on inside of you and why, how it's going to progress over time. Like, where are we headed after this? So what we're going to offer here is called Bill Bridges' three-stage model of transition. Bill Bridges' three-stage model of transition, right? And what we're hoping it does for you, because we know it does it for us, is give you some insight into what's going on, where you're at inside of maybe a, a change you're dealing with right now today. Probably be useful for us to lay a foundation for what this model looks like so that you can understand and follow the discussion if you haven't heard of it already. So, Bridget, would you be so kind as to just break it down for us so that the listeners can follow along? 
Sure. Well, Bill Bridges is a change management guru. So you should look him up after the podcast if you want to learn more. And this all comes from his book called Managing Transitions. And he makes an important distinction that there's a difference between the change and the transition. The change is some external event, a new job, a pandemic a child leaving for college, whatever it might be, right? The transition is the psychological, emotional process that we go through in moving through the transition that can take much, much longer than the actual change in the, in the circumstances of the world, right? So he identified three stages that tend to be pretty common in people's experience of this emotional transition through a change. The first stage is simply called the ending, right? Whenever there's a change, something is ending and there can be a great sense of loss and disappointment. There can be sadness and fear, sometimes even denial that something is ending. And in some cases, right, Todd, people have a positive reaction to the ending. I'm glad this is over. Good riddance, right? So we don't want to suggest that there is always the same emotional reaction, but there's always some kind of ending. The second stage is called the neutral zone. And the neutral zone is that in-between stage where you're not doing things the old way and you're not quite in the new reality or the new normal yet. And you're in between. It's been compared to a trapeze artist that we've seen at the circus, right? When they're hanging on the bars and they've let go of one bar and they haven't grabbed onto the next yet and they're just suspended in midair, right? That's the neutral zone. It can be a very confusing, difficult time because it's that in-between. There may be backsliding, going back to the old ways. There may be a lot of questions and, and confusion about moving forward, maybe some resistance and skepticism about the new way. And finally, the third stage is called the new beginning. And that's when we've learned how to do things the new way. We've embraced that maybe there are even benefits to making this change, right? We're able to see in hindsight that we made it through. We survived. This is the new normal now and we're navigating it well. And we've incorporated into our lives, whether it's a personal or a professional change. So it's kind of linear the way it's presented. People experience it in many different ways. But again, research does show that this is a very common experience. I mean, when you're common, like daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, (laughs) common, like can think of tons of examples, you know, both big and small, right? Because it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be the biggest life altering change. Sometimes we're not even really cognizant that this thing is like kind of sticking in there. We haven't really processed it. And I'm even, as I was listening to you talk about change, you know, a lot of change is positive. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, you know, the framing we have for it in our minds, but like say when, for example, when we leave a job for a new job, mm-hmm. right? we leave for a new, or we rise in our own organization mm-hmm. to a new role, we may have a new team, we have new challenges, we have to, so it's great, more money, bigger title, better status, <laughs> yeah. right? Maybe not the group, more responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. But there's all these things that come with it as yeah. well as give it, it's a good change. It's a great change. It's something you wanted and worked for. And yet, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I was giving up. Like yes. these relationships with these, these people that I love. And yes. if you're changing companies, right? Or mm-hmm. just the day-to-day interactions, whatever those things are that yeah. we've become fond of. Yeah. We all, those things also change. And I don't think we always realize that that ending and the giving up of old ways and that sense of loss 
that it's there, even in the most positive of ways. Right, yeah. right. And and Todd, to build on that, what that's what Bill Bridges says is that when people say, know everyone, that when people go around saying, oh, people don't like change and change is hard and everybody hates change. <laughs> Bill Bridges says that's not true, that what people really don't like is the loss that comes with change. They're afraid of losing relationships, certainty, a sense of competence, right? It's the loss that makes change hard. And it is very real. To your point, these losses are real and need to be acknowledged. Well, you know, I'm thinking of myself in change, you know, in one, as I shared in another podcast, you know, I I went through a divorce and Mm -hmm. that was a obviously a traumatic, it is, it's a really heavy and mm-hmm. life altering situation. And it was never anything I planned on. And it you know, f- failure wasn't an option kind of thing. So to see myself if, and, and knowing this in so much better detail and with so much more texture now, I can see and clearly look back on all the ways that I went through that transition mm-hmm. and how the sadness and the anger and the denial, right? The feelings of wanting to be withdrawn and just having lots of questions and just, I don't know what what this is, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a total state. Before even the confusion comes, which was, the, you know, the neutral zone, before that even happens, there's just this idea of this isn't supposed to be happening this way, right? Yeah. And that's a that's a real negative example, you know, in mm-hmm. my mind, the transition to the loss of like a relationship and then mm-hmm. the loss of what that is with you and your spouse and your kids, right? Because I have kids. So all of those things I can definitely see myself within. And I bring this up for a reason, Bridget. As you know, there's, I have a number of clients and as do you, right? There's mm-hmm. divorces, Unfortunately, and I'm saying this as part of that club, part mm-hmm. of that statistic, divorce is unfortunately a very real part of life today for yes. both kids and adults and mm-hmm. has been for quite some time. And so I thought it would be valuable to sort of use myself as an example for our discussion yeah. today because yeah. I'm comfortable with it and mm-hmm. we're coaching so many people through these. And, and really, if you're out there, there is support. There is a way to definitely work through all of these very difficult changes and find new new places. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) No, absolutely. And I thank you for sharing that, Todd, because it is one of the most difficult and crushing endings I can imagine. I haven't been through it. And seeing you and being your friend and colleague through the process, I see you at the new beginning. I don't know if you put yourself at the new beginning. I think I've seen you right through the ending, the neutral zone, the new beginning. And it really can, I hope, give people that sense that it is possible to move through it and come out with a new perspective and a positive outlook, right? There's some very, it's cyclical. Then that's what I, you know, the ending to the neutral zone to the new beginning. And I could break down, you know, more and maybe I should mm-hmm. of like yeah. where I was at in my divorce through those things or like how that showed up and how I kind of bounced back and forth. But to the point you just made, you've reached that new beginning, you're excited. And then you also, you might meet someone and then you get to give up all of that free time. <laughs> so there's, there's a, new a whole, ending. Yes. Does it a new get? beginning new, and new, a new ending. New, right. We get an ending and a new beginning. Um, so I know I'm right. jumping to the end there, but it does, it's just to say it doesn't end. And then it happens with something else. You know, I know, well, here, let me, let me just make a couple comments and then I want to, I want to throw it to something that our listeners are probably dealing with, which is this transition um, back, back to the office. Okay. So let me just round out this thought. Like, yeah, the ending zone was sad. I had tons of anger and denial. This isn't happening. The fear and this, like the surprise of all parts of it, right? These are the emotions. 
the neutral zone, I spent a lot of time being confused, right? I spent a, a good couple months. And what the way I, I talk about it is it's hard to picture a future when everything's uncertain. And so the future that once was very clear becomes like very amorphous and like kind of opaque. It just, I, I don't like you can't really tell what it is. It's not really filled in. And that's the confusion. Um, and so at times you resist that. You say, no, no, no. And you try to negotiate. Well, maybe we could, maybe we could save it. Maybe we could do something, right? You're skeptical of both sides. Like, oh, I don't really want that. But gosh, this future looks like horrible. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to put in all that work to get there, right? These are just honest thoughts that come up. And so what happens is you might not be as productive in life, right? You might be really productive in certain areas and really unproductive in others. And as Bridges talks about, we often backslide. We find ourselves in like old habits of mind and body that aren't really serving us well. And again, I want to point out, it's good to think about our habits. What are the habits in the ending, the neutral zone, and the new beginning? Because those staple habits are really a solution for all of us. Last thing I'll say about this is that new beginning, and we talked about it. Not just acceptance, but an indicator for me, and as I talk about a lot of clients, this idea of innovation and hope. When, when When that picture of the future becomes hopeful again, and it starts like, if you've ever seen Back to the Future and the picture is, you know, as the future is changing, it fades out and then the, the whole family fades back in. I know I'm using a very specific metaphor, but if you've seen Back to the Future, it's a pretty common movie. You know what I'm talking about, right? It starts to come into focus and everything becomes much clearer. We become engaged with, we give like the spirit returns. And so I'm talking about these things because if you see yourself, maybe you're going through divorce, maybe you're going through a change. I know you are. And you have these feelings. There are models like this. There are solutions. There's knowledge out there to help you as we're trying to offer you now. Situate yourself in time and space so that you understand what's going on and you can see at least a little bit of that. Un- of what's not clear. Make it clear what's to come in the future because that can make us feel safer, more secure, right? More comfortable in our own skin, which is everything um, you know we're trying to do here. As I said... You give you you reach a new beginning, and then you reach that ending, and you give up a whole a whole a bunch of other stuff, and that's totally fine. Knowing it is very powerful; it's empowering, and that's what we're trying to do here with everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. And what Todd, do you think, Bridget? Yeah, you're reminding me that you know, as you know, we've been doing a lot of workshops on this with our clients, and we yes. have a fantastic four hour workshop on exactly this and building our resilience through changes. And you're reminding me that we get a lot of feedback that one of the most valuable parts of that workshop is just going into breakout rooms and talking with other people about what your change is and what stage you're in. And people come back and they say, oh, wow, I had no idea that this is where I was. I just saw the change as this big, huge, overwhelming thing. And now I can see it as part of a bigger picture of my whole life, you know, and that's what I heard in what you were saying, right? I can see that there will be a new beginning at some point. I can have more self-compassion for myself that the ending was really hard and that the neutral zone is so difficult to navigate and come out of. And that's the time, especially to seek lots of support and growth opportunities. Right. And so as you went through your stages, I was reflecting on how this model has really been helpful for our clients just, just to get some perspective, some bigger zoom out and get that perspective on the change. That zooming in and out. We're doing it for ourselves. We're encouraging Mm -hmm. everyone. We're talking about it 
all the time. And the reason, you know, if we're being real about it, the speed of things up until this past year, right, the speed of things was pretty chaotic for a Mm -hmm. lot of people. Mm -hmm. Messages, right, social Mm -hmm. media, there's just so many things competing for our attention, far more than we're ever competing before, right? Mm -hmm. So again, this is just one tool, there's plenty of tools like this. It's one we enjoy. We think it's it's simple enough to to grasp. Like we could talk about it. And but to Bridget's point about these workshops and the value is really knowing where you're at in change is the first part of that self awareness and the feelings and the thoughts that come with it, right? And then the behaviors that ultimately we engage in as a result of those thoughts and feelings. So Bridget, you know, I talked earlier. I talked about the divorce. I talked earlier about some changes that you know we suspect because we're going through them too with the vaccine and with, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the, the pandemic and everything, things starting to open up and different rules in different places for different people. What should we do now? Like we've given this, we've given the model, we've given some examples. We tried to help you situate yourself. Like what can we challenge everybody to go do now with this knowledge as we imagine, again, you navigate this change we're all dealing with of going, kind of going back to work and getting shots and kids and stuff and adult kids, meaning our, our parents, you know, I love you, yeah. mom and dad, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would encourage people to pick a change that's happening right now or that's okay. looming, that's coming up. So I'll just use myself as an example, right? We are looking at this very change ourselves. I'm thinking, wow, our clients are going to start asking us to travel again. <laughs> Right. And it's this strange, I feel like I'm in the neutral zone still with it, Todd, because I, a year ago, I traveled every week. I still have dreams. I have dreams that I'm in a hotel bed because I was in a different hotel bed every single week. You too. You too. I mean, are you saying we're going to get to leave? I'm going to get to leave if you're watching. I'm in this office every day. I'm going to get to leave. We're going to be podcasting with a different background on YouTube soon, everybody. Imagine, you know, you must be so sick of our backgrounds if you're watching us on YouTube. So I'm having a little angst about that. Like, how do I go from, I was traveling every week and I was used to it and booking the hotels. I had my whole routine and my flights and everything. To and it took time to get used to. Remember, yeah, you remember, it right. took some. Right. Because that grew a, there over There was the an years. ending, a right. neutral zone, a new right. beginning with traveling. and get, Yeah. Right. And now. I'm at this happy new beginning with being in my house all day, every day, (laughs) (laughs) working, running my business from here, doing all my coaching, all my training virtually. And so we're dealing with this right there with you people. And now my clients, I'm, I'm, my clients say we're going back to the office. Everybody, you know, we have clients in the nonprofit world, in education. So a lot of people are going back already, you know, and I'm kind of going, you are, you're going back. (laughs) What is that going to be like for you? And what is that going to be like for us? So let's all pick something around that listeners and really do this analysis exercise of using Bill Bridges, beautiful model, the ending, the neutral zone, the new beginning, and really take 20 minutes or so to journal, or maybe talk it through with a friend. If you're not a journaler, right? Grab a friend and say, hey, I learned this really interesting new model on Bridget and Todd's podcast, The Right Questions. You should listen to. And what's a big change for you? And which of these stages do you feel like you're in? And what can you learn from that? And what do you need in that stage? And how can you zoom out and see the bigger picture of all three stages 
and how you've come, which ones you've come through, which ones may be happening. How can you predict? Like, I think now that I know this model, I kind of have a better sense of, oh, you know what? Probably going to be in neutral zone for like three months with this. Like I think about becoming an empty nester. Although ironically, I was an empty nester for a year and then I wasn't an empty nester again (laughs) because of COVID. My daughter came home. Craziest thing, right? I was at the new beginning. I was like so depressed when she left. I'm so sad. I have no more kids at home. And then I went through neutral zone, got to new beginning and boom, she's coming home for a year again. Right? So how can we reflect on how, you know, how we've gone through those stages in the past? And then we kind of get a sense of how long it takes us and how different changes impact us in moving through these stages and really integrate the model so that as changes come at us, come flying at us as they will, I think, I suspect for the rest of our lives, we can use this model to help us to give ourselves the space that we need to move through it, to kind of see That's what's right. probably coming down the road and just to be more self-aware and self-compassionate, as I always say. Yeah. Well, here's, so pull, I'm going to pull that all together. Our challenge to you is to find, you know, maybe 20 at the most a half an hour. It shouldn't take that long. But to sit down and be real thoughtful, the whole purpose is to be intentional, right? To be ahead of what's to come and to know the self that much better and, you know, self-mastery. So sit down 20, 30 minutes at the most, either with a journal, a friend, right? Someone you trust that you can explore. Take the model. We'll put it in the show notes, right? Bridget, mm-hmm. Bill Bridges, Three Stages of Transition. You can Google it. You know, Mm-hmm. Very easy to to find images mm-hmm. and models of it, right? And just work work through it. And look at the look at the terms that are there, the feelings, the thoughts, um, and situate yourself in time and space. And when you get there, maybe ask yourself one follow up question, right? And Bridget said it really well. She's like, "What do you need?" And I, I'll just add to that, like, "What do you need?" And what habits, mm-hmm. like, what actions can you take to fill those needs, right? Be it relational, be it you know, financial, be it spiritual, right? Whatever those things are, but to take those actions, right? With a firm understanding of what's going on inside of you and kind of hopefully, hopefully, and this isn't to minimize, but we share these things to try to normalize for everybody so that we're not suffering in silence, so that we we have the knowledge and we're, we're we're empowered enough to either share it or to work on it ourselves and you know do something to help us not just survive not just endure what's going on change right so not just survive and endure change but really to be resilient in change mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to embrace change to thrive in that change, right? To steer it where we want it to go. And so we're offering these as, as methods, as tools along that journey, as ways to, to direct it, not just for ourselves, but for everybody around us, right? To, as we often say, try to leave people better, better off than we found them. Yes. All right. So that's our challenge to you. Bridget, I'm going to throw it to you for some final thoughts. And then I have one last idea. Final thought is about thoughts. <laughs> so we talk about this in almost every podcast in some way, shape or form, but be mindful of what's going on in your mind. Okay. Because yeah. it's really difficult to move through change and support ourselves through change. If our thoughts are all around, this is too hard. I can't do it. This is too much. I found myself there, right? We got to be our own cheerleader through change and thoughts such as I got this, you know what? Other people have figured this out, right? 
right? Todd going through a divorce. I'm sure at some point the thought was helpful. Lots of people have been through divorce, you know, and they they seem to be still surviving (laughs) somehow and thriving in many cases, right? So keep, keep your thoughts affirming about your ability to make it through the change. When you catch that stinking thinking of, I can't do this. It's too hard. It's too much. We understand. We empathize. Don't should yourself about your thoughts to refer back to other podcasts. Don't be mean to yourself about it, but catch it and remind yourself you're strong, you're capable, you have support, you have people who love you, I have no doubt, and other people have been through it, whatever it is. That's my final word. Yeah, yeah, very well said, Bridget. You know, I don't have too much to add. I think we've already said it all. So, you know, I know a lot of people are dealing with things that I talked about today that you talked about today. So hopefully you saw yourself in it. If you need more support with it, other than what we've offered today, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're easily accessible. And we want to let you know that in April, we are going to be offering a free webinar on this very topic. We're going to talk about how to be resilient through change. So come to our webinar, go to our website, sampsoncoachingandconsulting.com, and you'll find all our webinars and workshops. We have so many free offerings to support you. April 20, 6 p.m. We'd love to have you join us to learn more about what we talked about on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm looking, if you, you can't see me, but if you can, and you're watching on YouTube, right? I got my coffee cup up. It's, I got my little Louie, my dog, my golden Aww. doodle on my coffee mug. Use your powers for good today. We're trying to do that ourselves, Bridget and I. Last thing I'll say is be good people and make good choices. We will see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Right Questions podcast. We hope this episode sparked something that fuels your own inquiry and transformation. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. If you want to learn more about the work we do and how it can benefit you, check out our website, sampsoncoachingandconsulting.com. And connect with me on Instagram at the Bridget Sampson. And you can find me at Todd Parker Official. We'll catch you next week. Until then, dare to ask the right questions.